Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of it. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I'm your Legacy newbie. Joining me today, the Legacy aficionado of the cast, Mr. Jerry Me. What's going on, man? Oh, hanging out. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really well, man. I'm excited to uh, to get to talk. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Oh, we do? I think so. <laughs> I mean, there was a big, big Legacy announcement over the weekend. I mean, we have EMA previews starting in a week. I mean, by the time this drops, actually, it will be the first day of, of Eternal Masters previews. So, man, we got a lot to look forward to. It's a, it's a big time for Legacy, man. Oh, man, if, if it lines up that perfectly, you know what we have to do, Pat. We have to do our EMA predictions. Oh, we will. Oh, we'll do those tonight. We'll do those tonight. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, and we and you know we also have GP Columbus coming up in just a couple weeks. So, I mean, we got a, we got a pretty action-packed cast tonight, I think. got a lot. All right. All right. When you put it that way. <laughs> now, one thing I should mention... Uh, at the at the front of the cast, not at the back, is that it doesn't look like Adrian's going to be with us tonight. Um, you actually remembered to say it before, like <laughs> eight hours in. I know it's like we get to the after the scoops, and uh, oh, Adrian's not going to be with us tonight. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he uh, he went out for some cigarettes and some milk and never came back. <laughs> oh, oh, dad. <laughs> uh, uh. So uh, so let's let's get right into it. Um, do you want to start off with what you did for the weekend? Yeah, I heard you played some Legacy. I did, I did. I went to a one uh, k on Saturday. Nice. Uh, was that uh, the one in Scarborough? No, nah, in Acton. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Up at gaming, etc. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Um, it, I went four two, so I didn't do too bad, but not not well enough in order to uh, top eight. I actually had the worst breakers in the entire event. Thirty-eight percent breakers. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, there was no way I was sneaking into the top so, eight. So the, the four wins were just against like all the scrubs in the store. Like no, it's, 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 my, it's, it's my first. My losses came early. I lost first round and third round. Oh, and gotcha. As anyone knows, when you lose that early, it's just it's a higher likelihood uh, that your breakers are going to be terrible because if you lose late in a tournament then the, the people that you lost to have already had a really good day, mm-hmm. and you know they've won against all their other opponents to get where they are as well. So your breakers are probably going to be really nice, whereas compared to if you lose to someone round one, and then that person scrubs out the next two rounds, your breakers are going to be terrible because they just did back-to-back losses and then scooped for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. So that's why a lot of people go on tilt when they lose the first round of any tournament. Yeah. Now, what were you on for the uh, for the for the tournament? Oh, uh, good old sneak and show. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been doing me well. I mean, the two matches I lost to were really hard matches. I lost to Blue Red Delver round one. Oh. Yeah. It, it wasn't me though. It wasn't you. It was like you were just smacking me down from beyond the grave though. <laughs> he was channeling me. Yeah. It's like after death and taxes, I think Blue Red Delver is probably the hardest matchup for sneak and show. Yeah. Just because it lays down a threat and then stalls with all its counter magic. Yeah, I was going to say, it just seems like if it, if it can put a decent clock on you and then just fight you, you know, just fight your, your pieces um, 
of your combo. It seems like it would be a bit of a headache. Right, and like Days is such a blowout for my deck because there are so many times when you just have to gun it with yep. uh, with Sneak and Show, just jam it and hope they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just like uh, Delver into Days Spell Pierce Force of Will is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very like common hand for them to have. Yeah, and like with you know obviously you know talking legacy players this goes without saying, but with all the cantrips, their brainstorms, their ponders, you know. Their their probes. They're going to have a lot of uh, ability to dig through their deck looking for those pieces, and mm-hmm. if they don't have it in their opener, they're going to have it by turn two or three. Yep. I also got the ultimate blowout in that matchup. Uh, I got my showing tells invasive surgeryed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now he had he had delirium. He, when he had did delirium. It. So uh, so run me through this. The the delirium has to be like. What do you have in this graveyard? It's he it's had, lands. He had. What's that? Uh, land he had, sorcery. He had Gitaxian probe. Yep. Fetchland, uh, Brainstorm, and uh, I believe it was uh, Delver of Secrets. Like okay, I, so I, I think sure. I like countered an early Delver of Secrets just because you know a turn one, de- like we said before, a turn one Delver is a pretty big deal. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, Gitaxian Probe, Fetchland, Brainstorm, and then Delver of Secrets, and oh, so he had Delirium by like turn two. Um, That's rough. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 was a pretty big blowout. Uh, and then my other loss, uh, like the blue red deck, actually got fairly cl- close games two and three because I bring in the monastery mentor package, and monastery mentor buys a lot of time and also can just win the game by itself if they shut me off of big creatures. Uh, but he just ended up winning the race. Uh, and then my other loss for the day was uh, Merfolk. Uh, not even Grizzlebrand can deal with Island Walk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I show and dealt out a Grizzlebrand, and he had a Ether Vial, and he just dropped a bunch of you know Silvergill adepts and Lord of Atlantises, and just Island Walked right past Grizzlebrand and like smacked me in the face for ten. Jeez. <laughs> um, so yeah, Merfolk was also um, it was a harder matchup. I think you know maybe the draws if they went another way it would be different, but Merfolk ended up being a pretty hard match. Uh, and I actually haven't really played much of Merfolk with Sneak and Show, so I wasn't really sure how that match was going to go uh, going into it. I would think that if you're if you're really fast, they, maybe you can get go over them and they can't catch up. Yeah, well, so the thing is, is um, they have a their creatures can basically just come into play for free off of Aether Vial, so they can mm-hmm. leave uh, Counter Magic up. Um, also, Curse Catcher, like I had a. Uh, basically, pl- I played around in an Aether Vial, because he had an Aether Vial on one, and I had the Show and Tell in hand, and mm-hmm. I just didn't go for it, because of the way he was playing, it just it, it made it clear that he had a Curse Catcher in his hand. So if I try and, like, jam a Show and Tell, uh, he can just Vial in the Curse Catcher at instant speed, and then count and basically get a Daza effect out of it. Right, yeah, so the, the Curse Catcher is a single blue for a 1-1, one, one, mm-hmm. and when you sack it, counter target instant or sorcery, Unless his controller pays one. So basically, you sack it, you get, like you said, you get a daze out of it. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty uh, pretty frustrating. Yeah. Understandably so. Yeah. And then the Monastery Mentor package, like, that's those are the types of matchups that Monastery Mentor is in there for, but Monastery Mentor doesn't do any good against a bunch of island walking creatures. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but, I mean, the rest of the day went well. I racked up four wins. Um, the deck felt just really awesome in every other matchup. What did you uh, beat? So uh, I took down uh, Tin Fins. Oh. Uh, yep. Uh, played uh, against. Uh, oh man, I'm 
feel so bad because I'm blanking on his name, and he's, uh, I think it's Ryan. I'm going to be really upset if that's not his actual name, but I believe it's Ryan. He's one, <laughs> he's one of the, uh, the younger kids who plays at, uh, Acton all the time. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's still in high school. Uh, but he's a smart kid, and, uh, he's always fun to play against. But we were on, Tim, uh, he was on Tim Finn's, and it was probably my, the best match of the event. Um, because I didn't know what he was on. He didn't know what I was on going into it. Mm-hmm. Game one, I draw Ancient Tomb, Lotus Petal, Show and Tell, Grizzlebrand. So I'm like, all right, time to go for it. Uh, and he puts into play Grizzlebrand as well because he's on Tim Fins. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he then proceeds to draw a bunch of cards and combo off with uh, Children of Coralus to kill me. <laughs> so would he just uh, uh, hit you with that nausea with uh, tendrils? Uh, no, but he basically gains like 32 life. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, just to the point where like I drew cards off of Grizzlebrand as well to try and find Force of Wills. And I just, like, I drew dead for, for 14 cards. Oof. Because sometimes that's, that's just, it just happens with Grizzle Brands. Right. Even though yeah. you draw 14 cards, you can draw, like, 14 hands of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane, right? Yeah, I know, right? Like, probability-wise, that should probability wise, that shouldn't happen, but it happens all the time. <laughs> um, but, so that was game one. Game two, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, lands Lotus Petal Stronghold Gambit. Stronghold Gambit. Yeah, so that Stronghold Gambit is like the red show and tell. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it's one and a red uh, for a sorcery. And it says each player chooses a creature card uh, from their hand. Then each player reveals that card at the same time. And the creature with the lowest converted mana cost comes into play. And the other creature returns to its owner's hand. Right. So it's almost like kind of like the the card is like a game of chicken, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if the if the converted mana cost is tied, uh, they both come into play. So he goes stronghold gambit uh, round one uh, or uh, turn one, and uh, he puts into play uh, oh, what is the name of it? It's the uh, creature that every time you play a spell, you bounce a permanent. It's a Jin. Oh, Tidespout Tyrant. Tidespout Tyrant. There we go. Yes. So he puts into play Tidespout Tyrant, thinking to, like, next level me, and then followed up with another spell to bounce my Grizzlebrand that I would have put into play. But I was next leveling him, so instead of putting Grizzlebrand into play, I put in Ashen Rider, <laughs> which exiles a permanent when it comes into play. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we both reveal. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, got you. I'm like, got you. <laughs> so I proceeded to win that game. And then the game three was kind of boring. We both, like, stalled out and drew dead on lands until, like, ten turns later I beat him with a show-and-tell Demercool. <laughs> like, like... Sneak and show versus tin fins, and it went around like turn fifteen. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> like that shouldn't happen, but no. we just we're both drawing crap. <laughs> that's so funny. That's funny. Um, I also took down uh, uh, cloud post, uh, which was pretty nerve wracking. Just I show and tell in the blind mm-hmm. uh, against cold post, which is running like primeval titan and Embercools of its own, and mm-hmm. sometimes like Kozilek depending on the build. So, not knowing, I was, like, really risky to do that, but it worked out because he just didn't have it in hand. Are you running any probes in Show and Tell? I can't remember. No, no, no fear. No fear, Pat. <laughs> so you're just going to jam it. I yeah, like instead, of, uh, instead of probes, in the spot that normally would be uh, uh, probes, I have the Sensei's Divining Tops, mm-hmm. uh, just because they work so much better with the Monastery Mentors. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I played throughout the day. Uh, oh, I played like Burn. 
Uh, that that matchup's fine. Uh, played against Esper. Uh, that was a pretty good match. Uh, like Stoneblade? Uh, it was like uh, Esper Mentor. Okay. Uh, with like Baleful Strix, Mentor, um, you know, Council's Judgment, Jace, Stoneforge Mist. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it was... I think he was running like a split package. Like I, okay. I only saw like Stoneforge once, so I think he may have only been running like uh, two or three Stoneforges. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a pretty good event. Have you seen any of the uh, the Miracles decks running the new Nihiri Emerald? Oh my god, yet? it was all over the place. Really? Yeah. There was like three decks in the room. Uh, Miracles running Nihiri, and it it looks super spicy. I actually kind of want to get one uh, for sneak and show. So, Nahiri is uh, two red-white for the Planeswalker, four loyalty. Um, you plus two, discard a card if you do draw a card. Um, it's a May ability, so you can plus two it and not, not do anything. Minus two, exile target enchantment, tapped artifact, or tapped creature, which is actually kind of cool for, uh, you know, I mean, I guess a four-mana removal spell, I suppose. It's, um, it came up way more often than I expected it to. It, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. I mean, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if you put it in, like... You have nothing else to do with it, and well, you only have one. You're only playing against one threat. Like. Well, the big thing with it too, which is like a niche case, but comes up pretty often, is uh, Sylvan Library. For the longest time, Sylvan Library was one of the best cards to play against Miracles because it's mm -hmm. an uncounterable card fixing. Uh, like Miracles can't counterbalance that effect, so it allowed a lot of people to dig themselves out against Miracles that they in in situations they wouldn't normally be able to do. Sure, and Miracles never really ran a lot of enchantment hate. Other than like maybe a council's judgment or a disenchant in the sideboard, mm -hmm. and Nahiri just has it as an added bonus. Like you're running, you're running Nahiri even with that clause. But the fact that she does have the ability to just destroy target Sylvan Library or okay. other just enchantments in general is really good. So that's just added value because exactly. what they're really what the what Miracles is really looking to do with that card is the minus eight, which is uh, mm -hmm. uh, search your your library for an artifact or creature card, put it onto the battlefield. Uh, gains haste and then returning to your hand at the, at the beginning of the next end step. Um, so a lot of them are running the Emrakul for like the the knockout punch essentially instead of like instead of trying to hit you know and treat the angels mm -hmm. or play Minotaur for the long game. Yeah. They're just gonna hit you with Emrakul, make you sack a bunch of permanents, and then maybe do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like at that point, like exactly. you're gonna have a couple turns to do it. So another side bonus too I noticed with uh, the Emrakul package now is just re refilling your graveyard back into your deck. Um, a lot of times in Miracles, when it's like control versus Miracles, like Miracles versus like, uh, you know, Bug Walkers or Jund or something like that, is uh, Miracles can actually run out of answers uh, mm -hmm. just by, you know, going Terminus, Terminus, Source of Plowshares, Source of Plowshares, just like getting every single thing it can. And the fact that they can just uh, pitch Emrakul uh, to Nahiri and refill their graveyard is actually pretty nice for those long grindy games. Oh, you're saying with the uh, you're saying with the discard effect, right? Uh, just because with Emrakul, um, you know, when Emrakul goes to your graveyard, it shuffles back and it also shuffles the graveyard back yep. into your library. Well, I guess I guess it's not so bad either. Like like having the Emrakul in hand when you draw Nahiri is not a dead card at all. It's really just added value because you just shuffle it back into your deck. With your graveyard, and you plus you plus Nahiri one more time, then you're able to ultimate her and get back the Emrakul that you've shuffled back into the deck. Exactly, because it, Nahiri can't let, doesn't let you put cards from your hand into play. You have to search your library. Right, right. So Which it, you know, I mean, I guess they always have. Uh, well, 
I mean, there's way there's other ways for them to get it in, in back to the graveyard between like Jace and Brainstorm. It's yeah, not, I was gonna say they have Bane. Yeah. yeah, it's not imperative, but once again, it's just it's value. And yeah. Miracles is a is a deck that loves cards that just stack a little bit of value on top of a little bit of value on top of a little bit of value, and it just ends up equaling a hell of a lot of value. Yeah, and that that Nahiri went from about ten dollars. I'm to so upset. Thirty five dollars. <laughs> I'm so upset that I. Yeah. I'm like, well, oh, I don't need to get those now. It was one of those cards that like everyone's like, oh, it seems fine, but it just didn't make a splash in standard. It no. wasn't doing anything really in in modern. Mm-hmm. Um. But now it seems like decks are wanting to play in all all formats. Yeah, so, they hear all formats. I hear it's yeah, I hear it's play, uh, seeing a bunch of play in uh, modern and, and a yeah. little bit on standard though. Right. But it just wasn't something that came out of the gates right, in either right. of those formats. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you'll see that you'll see a bunch of hyper card right out of the gates, and Nahiri just wasn't that card. It seemed like Arlen Cord was the card that was getting right. a lot of that hype. Nahiri's yeah. sort of on the back burner, but. You know, plus I'm I'm looking at the art in that card and it's just fucking sick art. So yeah, did you see the uh, the cardboard crack uh, one on it? I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bunch of a uh, bunch of people sitting around a campfire and there's like the camp counselor standing with the flashlight over his face, making him look so spooky, and and the the bubble is just. And I said, there's no reason to pick up Nahiri now. She's only a $10 Planeswalker. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> like, the subcaption is just magic players tell the best scary sco- stories. Yeah, I think, I, I think that, man, I feel like if you ever see a Planeswalker at $10, just pick them up. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, right? I mean, there's there's almost no risk involved. Financial it's, tip of the day, everyone. Uh, Ashiok is a $7 card. That card should not be $7. Yeah. That's a good card. Yeah, that card is very good. Casual players love that card. Uh, it, sees, it sees, like, niche play in Legacy. It's key for, like, cubes and EDH. That card it should not be as low as it is. Yeah. 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 I, I have a rule. If I see a Planeswalker for uh, below, uh, like, $5 or less, I'll pick it up. Yeah, it's, it just seems like there's just only upside to it. Yeah. You know, and as, as things happen, like, as synergies are... As cards that it could be synergistic are added to the added to each format, some some of them are just waiting to blow up. And Nihiri is a really good example of it. Just took some time, you know. I mean, the the text has been on the cards since it was printed. It just took some time, but it seems like it's found a home. I mean, I think it's cool. Miracles. It's probably another reason why that deck will get nerfed at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just yeah, it's just another weapon for that deck for you know maybe the best, if not the second best deck in the format. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, uh, and the worst part is, is like I don't even think waiting for Nahiri to rotate out of standard is going to do anything, just because of how much eternal play she's already seeing. Like, I well, think she's gonna, eh. just, I think she's gonna go down a bit once the hype wears off. But I don't see her going below twenty dollars. You know, no, no, times. I think you're, I think you're right. I mean, it, it is a mythic. It is a mythic, right? Yeah. Like, unless unless she gets like a uh, a dual deck reprint. Speaking of, did you see the salt that wizards rubbed in, in uh, people's wounds? No. Um, so Mark Rosewater yesterday came out with an announcement, basically going over all the n- new product line for next year. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And so Wizards of the Coast like said earlier in the year that they were discontinuing the dual deck series, mm-hmm. and they like and people and they said yeah we don't really have any plans of like uh, like bringing this back. And then they announced that they're doing a dual deck Planeswalker, and it's uh, uh, what is it? Now uh, oh, let's see here. Is it is it um, Nissa versus Omnixilus? Yes, yes. So they're doing the they're doing so they're doing uh, the Planeswalker dual deck, and instead of giving us a Jace Friends Prodigy dual deck like Jace versus Chandra or something like that, 
and lowering this obscene uh, card, they're giving us Omnixilus versus Nissa. <laughs> well, uh, so I, there's two things about that. So, and here's here's what I think. There, if you read the article, mm-hmm. it's all about like how are we going to bring players from playing Duels of the Planeswalkers into like F and M style competitive Magic. Yeah, and there hasn't been that. He called it ramping up. There hasn't been that ramp for players. It's been more like really awkward, uneven steps. Like someone who's never built a stairway before is trying to build steps. And like one's like an eight inch rise, another one's like an 18 inch rise. Like the yeah. other one, like the tread is only two inches wide. So, um, they're trying to make it, make it better for players to come in. And one of those is, are these dual decks, you know, these decks that are going to be centered around planeswalkers, which are the, Whatever, they're the superheroes of the magic format now, of the magic storyline. It is what it is, like, you can't fight it. Let's just all accept that. They are, they're gonna be the focus. Um, so I guess these decks are designed, and like, part of the story from Zendikar was Nyssa fighting Obnixilis. That was like a big part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it didn't really play out in the cards that well, um, if, in yeah, the, I, I, in was, the lore. It, it was news to me when I read that as part of the Yeah, yeah. Like, in really? the lore, <laughs> in the lore it was a big storyline, so. Um, Abnexos was basically the one who, like, uh, fucked up them capturing the Eldrazi in the first place. But anyway, so these dual decks, and that's why we're not going to stay on this too long. It's probably not a big deal for legacy players. Um, they're going to contain cards that are legal and standard. They're going to contain unique planeswalkers, um, and actually cards that search up to that tutor for these specific planeswalkers only. Th- these decks are meant to be fun to be played, but they're not pushed for to be competitive and standard at all. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're trying to do is make these planeswalkers I think they called them really big and splashy, and that probably means difficult to cast and not super relevant abilities. Um so I don't think they're gonna be chase cards for legacy players. I don't I don't think they'll be chase cards for for cat for even you know F and M guys. It's just gonna be for the casual crowd to get them more, you know, to learn about, hey, this is what a planeswalker card is and, you know, be able to search up it in their deck and whatever, whatever. So it's it's just uh, another thing that they're trying to another product they're trying to bring to the f- front to introduce new players to Magic and get new players further vested in the formats and then you know just an easier easier way to get into something like an F and M, which is I think like you know if Wizards could take every kitchen table player and turn them into an F and M player, I think they that's like their ultimate goal because that's just like you're able to sell so much more product to an F and M player than a kitchen table player. So it's like from reading the cult manual to going to your first cult meeting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another thing that we can talk about actually is I, I didn't get a chance to play this weekend. I was I was sick. I actually had to. Yeah, I called out of work on Thursday. Me. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. You me. I actually call. I was so sick that I called out of work on Thursday, and I can't remember the last time I called out of work being sick. So um, I think it's I've been that there. Pure like, work ethic, Pat. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I just I don't like taking days off. I don't have to. So um, anyway, I just wasn't feeling up to it. I had to coach uh, Liam's t-ball game on on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, after that, I'm like, I was just too gassed. I'm like, I can't go play. So I hung out around the house. But what I did do was I started um, building Grixis Delver for for Magic Online mm-hmm. um, because I found that like if I really want to practice the deck, like getting out to TE or you know or that or um, gaming etc. two three times a month isn't going to get me enough reps. Um, the the games are usually competitive, but like it just it's just not enough raw repetition to really get proficient with the deck. So I started putting together on Magic Online um, 
The, now, the only things that I have left over uh, that I need to pick up are the four Wastelands, the four Daces, and the four Force of Wills, which I think are probably the most expensive in the deck overall. Like, it's like a hundred, mm-hmm. it's like 350 bucks for the for the playset of all those cards, which isn't like too bad, all things considered, but. Right. With um, Eternal Masters, you know, right around the corner, I kind of was um, looking for some advice on when's the best time to buy into these cards, because we already know that Wastelands can be printed at rare in mm-hmm. EMA. We know that Force of Will is going to be printed at Mythic Rare in EMA. EMA, Excuse me. Um, And I think Days, like, just with a $20 price tag per card on Magic Online, makes it a super uh, likely candidate to be printed, I would Mm -hmm. think. Especially with this new, um, you know, and we'll talk about this uh, later, this legacy celebration they're having um, on Magic Online during during, uh, June and July. Um, So... you know, I was kind of looking around. I wanted to hear your opinion. What I heard essentially was, you know, wait until like two weeks into the EMA release because it's going to be available for three weeks on Magic Online, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a very short window. Yeah, but. Vintage Masters was kind of the same thing. And what they ended up doing is they like extended it a week and then they had like flashback weekends like a cool. month later. So cool. it, it, de- it basically depends on how Drive is. I mean, if people are buying the shit out of it on Magic Online, Hasbro's going to be hard pressed to turn the spigot off too quick. Yeah, why, I mean, why would they? I can understand them wanting to say, hey, it's three weeks, and and really like concentrating all these purchases into, the, into that three week period, creating a fervor essentially, yeah, right. and then like then it costs them nothing to extend it a week or two, or like you said, do flashbacks. So, um, but you know, from what I've heard is like you know, wait wait two weeks to 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 buy into these cards. So you know, that's like the you know EMA releases for Magic Online a week after the paper set releases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe that's the seventeenth. Yep. Um, um, and then, so probably looking at, like, the end of June to start picking up those pieces. Nice. I'm looking at the price graph right now on Enforce a Will. Um, also, for our listeners, if anyone is, like, into even Paper Magic, too, but especially uh, Magic Online, MTGO Goldfish is, like, one of my favorite sites for, like, following prices. Because um, they just put it out, like, really clean. Um, they have, like, a, a graph that you can, you know, use, use pretty decently to, uh, you know, figure out a buy-in time. Um, kind of from my experience from Vintage Masters, uh, expecting if it, it's it's going to be similar to Vintage Masters, uh, which I don't see why it wouldn't be since they're they're you know almost you know same exact idea for a product. Um, I would say probably the buy, the best buy-in period is going to be about like a week to two weeks after it comes out. That's right. when prices tend to be the lowest because everyone's going to power draft it early. And what they're going to want to do is they're just going to want to just draft the hell out of the set, especially if it's a fun dra- uh, set to draft. Like, the best right. thing Vintage Masters had going for it is it was one of the funnest sets to draft I have ever played in my life. Right. Like, it felt like, it basically felt like uh, drafting a cube when you can get multiple copies of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if they, especially if the draft format is really fun, people are just going to be uh, entering drafts and then selling their rares just to, re- to in, try and go infinite with the drafting. Yep. And so that basically causes, like, the first week after to be some of, like, the lowest prices for cards. And then people tend to get a little burned out afterwards, and so prices will start to tick up as people decide that they want to buy in. Right. I mean, I think, like, you know, I don't mind putting, you know, 70 bucks down to pick up a place set of Force of Wills. Mm -hmm. I think the Wasteland is still a little bit high. It's, like, you know, they're, like, $46 for the cheapest version. Yeah. Um, $46 each, that is. So I think I'm hoping to see... What I'm hoping to see is I'm hoping to see... You know, Wasteland is being printed at rare in the set, so it's mm-hmm. going to be open, you know, quite a bit. I mean, obviously not a ton, but it's going to be open quite a bit. There'll be a lot of copies out there. 
Um, I like to see that come down to like between 30 to 35. I think that's totally fine. Um, Force of Will, and this is kind of where I was a little bit stuck. Like, Force of Will is being reprinted at Mythic Rare. So it's not going to have a huge influx of supply into the market. Mm-hmm. Um, although with the new art, like, I don't know how much art matters to Magic Online players because the art isn't very fairly represented anyway. But that being said, with the new art, you know, how many people are going to be unloading their old copies to pick up new art, whatever the case is. But even at Mythic Rare, there's not going to be a big supply added into the market. Even if it's drafted a ton, like, mm-hmm. it's still at Mythic Rare. Um, so th- those are two cards to keep an eye on. Days right now is, like, is 20 bucks a copy. Um, it's insane. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to fucking buy Days as on Magic yeah, Online. I, I'm, I'm almost tempted because, and I, I'm almost tempted more to buy Days than anything else because, because I know Wasteland and Force of Will will see a decrease, if Days is not yeah. in the set, oh it's my God. going to get more expensive. Yeah, Days is the highest risk-reward potential for Magic Online, because right. if it's in the set, they're probably printing it at Uncommon, and it's going to tank down from, like, what did you... What it's like a, it's 20 right now. Yeah, it's 20. It's going to tank down to, like, like $2 right. as an Uncommon, uh, which is pretty high for Uncommons on Magic Online. But it's not, it's not $20. It's not $20, but still, yeah, it's either going to tank down to $2, and if it's not in Eternal Masters, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it at like 80 90 maybe even $100. Right, right. So that would be such a huge misplay for them not to have days in there. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I'm worried about is like, do I pick up two copies? Do I, do I head yeah, that to pick up I mean, four copies and just like... That's what we do in, with portfolios. If you're not yeah. sure, hedge, buy yeah. two copies, you know. You kind of end up getting, you end up losing money no matter what, but you basically protect yourself from just getting blown out. Right. Do I like, do I, do I buy all four? Buy my playset now? Like, if they drop to $2, that's fine because I'm making up the savings and what Wasteland and Force of Will will conceivably fall? Or do I put, do I put some faith, like, haphazardly into Wizards and be like, they got this. These guys got this. They're going to print days in this set. They're not going to make me eat crow because, I mean, it, w- it would really make the format so much more difficult to get in because Days is such a ubiquitous card in in Legacy. Yeah. Especially if you're playing a, if you're playing blue, you're you're probably playing Days. <laughs> uh, Honestly, that it's such a tough call. Like I think you'd probably have better luck like buying options contracts on these Becky Sand <laughs> Gold futures. Like <laughs> it's it's good. It's a toss up. Yeah. I, I honest I don't know what the right answer is. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I just I just hope to see it. I guess if we get like like very close through spoiler season and I don't see it in the spoilers, then I'll probably make the panic purchase and buy it up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that being said, there is um, quite a big push from... Uh, during the Magic Online Championship Series um, that they had over the last weekend, yep. uh, uh, Lee Sharp was on. He sat down with... Uh, uh, he sat down with... What the hell is his name? Um, the, the English guy. Uh, Rich Hagon. Yep. Sat down with Rich Hagon and talked about their push to bring people into Legacy on Magic Online, which I think is fantastic. By the way, nice. I think it's I, a great yeah, I totally missed that. I didn't see that. Yeah, so let me. I'll talk about this. I posted on the Facebook page too for everyone to kind of see, uh, but it's super cool. So it's um, they're calling it the Legacy League and Festival or Legacy Festival, really. Um, and they break it down into three pieces. Uh, so the first one they're calling Discover, and that's the Legacy Gauntlet. This runs from June 8th to June 16th. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, so it runs from June 8th to June 16th, so it runs the week before, you know, EMA will be out in paper, but it's the week before EMA comes out online. Um, and basically what they're doing is, if you know what the Pro Tour Gauntlet is on Magic Online, it's like a, uh, 
a very low risk queue that you enter. It's like an eight man queue. You enter, um, they pick, right now for the Pro Tour Gauntlet, they pick like t- eight Pro Tour decks, usually the top eight decks in the format. Um, you know, obviously different decks. Yeah. And you get assigned a random deck, you get in an eight man queue, and you play this deck. Um, it's, you know, you don't have a choice of what you get, but it's kind of a cool way to, like, test out a bunch of decks. Yeah. It's like, borrow a random deck, but right, it's borrow, borrow a random deck. deck. <laughs> right. But also borrow, like, a tier one deck, which is pretty cool. Like, and just get a feel for the format. Um, so, for the legacy portion, they haven't announced what decks they're gonna have, but I can guarantee you'll see Burn, you'll see Miracles, you'll see Grixis Delver, you're gonna see the top decks in the format. You'll, you'll see Death and Taxes, you'll see Eldrazi yeah, Agro, um, you're gonna see Sneak and Show for sure. I mean, that, there's no way they're not gonna put, like, the big combo decks in there. You might even see Storm, you might even see Ant, mm-hmm. like, if they wanna go that deep on it. Um, so they're gonna, they're gonna have some really cool decks in there for you to play with. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, and, uh, there's, so, it's not burn. <laughs> don't put burn in that. Like nothing, to, nothing wrong with burn players, but I can play. I can put together burn if I wanted to play burn. <laughs> <laughs> I know chain lightnings are like three cents. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the but one, it's still, right? Like yeah, yeah. no, it's cool. I, I hope they do a good because I'm worried because didn't they do this with uh, modern? They did it for the modern pro tour. They announced they were going to do the top eight decks in modern, and it was like six Eldrazi decks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eldrazi winter. Yeah, we don't talk about that. But. Yeah, it's like it was like oh that, that was a blowout. <laughs> but they yeah, but but they when they've done it for like um for more well-managed formats like standard it's actually been really popular so yeah. um and for legacy like as legacy like you know the as the most diverse format with like the most like the the widest amount of tier 1 decks like the widest amount of decks that can win a tournament uh in my opinion i think the numbers show that um it's just going to be a really cool it's going to be a really cool series i wish there was some way to like say hey these are the three decks i want you can get one of those three randomly like in league of um, legends like i want top or jungle i'll take either yeah. one of those <laughs> sure sure yeah so so i wish that was an option um and you know maybe that will be in the future but as you know for now like i think it's a cool way to like get a bunch of people to play the format try it out maybe people who have never played or people like me who like I've never played Miracles, but I, I wouldn't mind playing it in Eight Man. Mm-hmm. Um, just something cool to, to check out. I um, honestly th- think this might actually be their answer to the subscription question. Like if they just made this a permanent feature and they like rotated the decks from now to now and then, like I would totally play the shit out of that all the time. Yeah, because yeah. I I love playing different legacy decks, and I'm and you know if, if you get a deck you don't like, it's like play three games with it, you know whatever you can yep. get in another one. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it, and it gives you a chance to play against a bunch of different decks. And mm-hmm. like I said, there's no way, there's no better way to learn how to beat a deck than to play the deck, right? right? Yeah. Um, so after that, the next section of this is called the like, the discover portion. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the assemble portion, and that's what the release. It's the kind of sequences with the, with the release of Eternal Masters. So this runs June 16th to July 6th. So it's like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Eternal Masters is going to release on the 16th. Um, essentially what they're saying is like, this is the assemble portion where you are just gonna draft the hell out of Eternal Masters. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way to acquire cards for your legacy deck. Or, it's, it, it's, it's right after we come back from, uh, from the GP. That's right. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I'm gonna come back from Columbus. Yep. Say hi to my kids and wife, and then just sit down at the computer and just not. Just <laughs> I know, not. actually, it starts while we're in Columbus. Like, the main part of the Legacy Gauntlet is while we're there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll be we'll be having a real legacy gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is this is just their way of saying like, hey, here's a really good way. Draft a bunch. You know, you maybe you'll pick up some cards you need. And they don't say this, but it's obviously implied. Like, trade away what you don't to get what you need. Um, that kind of thing. Um, and then after that, th- and this is kind of the really cool news. 
So from July 6th to the 20th, it's the Legacy League. And this is like yeah. the conquer portion, right? This is like, this is fucking sick. So, um, if you get five wins in a single course of the Legacy League, um, you'll, you qualify for the Legacy Festival Championship. Mm-hmm. And that takes place on July 24th. Um, so first prize in the championship receives a foil and non-foil set of Eternal Masters. That's yep. pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Um, you also receive a foil and non-foil set of Vintage Masters. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Uh, oh, you know what? You are also going to get a foil and non-foil set of Modern Masters. <laughs> Wait, there's more! <laughs> but there's Call right now! <laughs> then you're going to get a foil and non-foil set of Modern Masters 2015. So that's like this has got to be one of the biggest prizes ever, right? Yeah. Or like uh, for this kind of queue. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's for first place. I mean, that's that's sick. So and I guarantee that you that second excited. place, I wouldn't be surprised is just second place gets a non-foil set of each of those uh, it, sets. Because I don't know if they've announced that, but that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, right? they they they've done that before. Like they'll do like first place gets a foil set, second mm-hmm. place gets a gets a non-foil set. Yeah. So yeah, I I so. could totally see that. So you're getting eight complete sets of four, four different yeah. <laughs> expansions, like like auxiliary expansions. So it's a pretty sick prize for first place. Like, yeah. Um. So anyway, so that's that. Those leagues are gonna run from July 6th to the 20th, which are the ones I'll I'll be playing like a hell hell lot of those because I'll have Grixis together by then for sure. Um. I don't know if I'll be paying two dollars for dazes or two hundred dollars for dazes. So we'll find out. Stay tuned for that. Um, but and then, and then you're gonna let cool. me borrow it once it's once it's done. <laughs> oh, you got it. Definitely. You got it. Um, still very cool. Um, you know, I think a really cool way of bringing new players into the format. I'm I'm just like super excited for that. I think I think Watsi is is helping out Legacy in the only you know they can't reprint they can't they they can't quote unquote reprint uh, uh, reserve list cards. But I think they're doing the next best thing in getting people into the format online. So I I am appreciative of that at the very least. Nice. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's that's that for for Magic Online and uh EMA is around the corner. So Jerry, what do you what do you think is gonna be an EMA? Well what are your top picks? Oh well like, let me just get my list. Alright, so alright, let's start with this. Let's start with um, well, I, I have an idea because this is the way uh, MTG Salvation is doing it. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Sean who's going down to uh, going down to the GP with us because uh, he's helping run this. But MTG Salvation is doing a uh, hold on, help run the contest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does he work for Salvation? I don't know if he works there. He's just a moderator, but he's pretty involved with uh, MTG Salvation. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I, I think they have a really good structure, so we should set it up this way. And I also already made a list for them, so it's going to be easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Great, awesome. Um, here, let me send you the link so you can look at it, too. Okay. Oh, man, I can't stop thinking about daisies right now, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, so MTG Salvation uh, is running a contest. And by the way, the winner, whoever guesses the most right, and gets the most points. They have a kind of convoluted point system, but it works out. Uh, get, <laughs> uh, gets a free box of moder- of Eternal Masters. That's pretty sick. Yeah. 
So it's which, by the way, are selling for three hundred dollars right now. Uh, they, you can there you can get them for about two fifty places. Oh, can you? Yeah, right. I haven't I haven't seen that. It, um, it sounds like it's going to be lower supply than people are expecting. Like I was reading on Twitter, uh, some stores were saying they had to cap their events because they got lower supply than they thought they would. But yeah, it seems also, like it's going to be a bit closer to the first Modern Masters rather than the second Modern Masters. And also, they're they're not sending any boxes to non tournament stores. So my local guy who I usually get. Who I usually get a lot of my sealed product from when I pick it up. Um, he is not getting any. Yeah. Uh, because they're not a tournament store. So I mean, that's kind of a bummer for those guys. Yeah, I mean, luckily, unless Wizards is way dumber than I think they are, I'm I'm hoping there's going to be uh, a decent supply of it at the GP, since it's GP yeah. weekend and there's all those vendors and it's a legacy. I just don't want to be paying five hundred dollars for a box of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, say say what you will about Wizards, but I think someone, I I, I hope someone just had the idea that oh, we'll do a, uh, Eternal Masters uh, release on the same weekend as as the Legacy. I hope that wasn't just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think, too, and, and for what it's worth, um, when I talked to a representative of uh, PES on Twitter, because mm-hmm. I had asked them about the VIP thing being, is it going to be good for Eternal, Eternal Masters drafts? Uh, they said it's not good for Eternal Masters drafts, which leads me to believe that the, at least there will be <laughs> Eternal Masters drafts. Did you there. outsmart them into revealing them? <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, not intentionally. I'm just drawing information the best I can. Just so, asking leading questions of the witness. <laughs> well, I was really just curious, like, hey, man, like, if I, you know, if I get this VIP, pa- VIP pass, is this going to be good for construction events, for, la- you know, LCQs? And is it going to be yeah. good for, EMA, like, EMA drafts? Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to get, like, the most value out of it. Yeah. And, of course, it's not good for either, so I didn't get the VIP <laughs> Yeah. Pass, but, uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I, I, hope, um, I hope we'll be able to draft it a fair bit. Yeah. Um, so, back to MTG Salvation's tournament. Yeah, let's talk about this. Um, so, you have to make two separate lists, each containing five cards. Uh, the first list is cards that you believe will be in the set. The second list is cards that you believe will not be in the set. Okay. Um, so, two lists, five cards each. First one will be in, second one will not be in. And they also included, like, a list of eligible cards, so you can't just print, like, Mox Diamond will not, or Mox Diamond will not be in the set, since it's on the reserve list. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, and what it is, is in the event of tie, if two people guess the same number of, uh, cards correctly, each card that you pick is actually worth a certain amount of points. Let's start off with your will be reprinted. All right, well, you know what? What's probably more interesting, will be or won't be preprinted? Uh, both. We can do, we'll, we'll do both. Okay, they're both they're both as interesting. They're so let's both start with intriguing. I love them equally. <laughs> so tell me, Jerry. The biggest lie think, parents tell. <laughs> what do you think will be reprinted in Eternal Masters? Um, so I tried to game the system a little bit, and basically using the tables, I base I. I pick cards that would get the most points in the event of a tie. So my list may sound a little out of left field. Um, so for will be reprinted, uh, I picked Cloud Post, mm-hmm. Animate Dead, Blightsteel Colossus, Miri's Guile, which was a spicy one, and Lingering Souls. Are you going for like the lowest amount of points? Yeah. The low- okay, yeah. So for right. the first list, you want to pick the lowest amount of points. For the second list, you want to pick the highest amount of points. I see. Because it's probability wise. Gotcha. Gotcha. So and are you're getting like a 
a sum total. All right, well, whatever the math works out to be, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I didn't really pick based on what I thought, what like the point system. Mm-hmm. I just picked based on what I thought would make an interesting draft format. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, so I'm saying um, chain lightning. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Nice. It's sor- it's sorcery speed removal. Yep. Uh, cursing a rat. Yeah, draft so, formats love that. Yeah. Um, I like days. Because oh. um, because you, you're praying. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it, yes. Um, but but also because <clears throat> it's um, it's soft counter magic uh, for no you know for no mana cost for a control deck that's going to have plenty of plenty of basic basic mountains. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, basic uh, islands. Yeah. Um, I like Berserk. Nice. Um, I think that any kind of combat trick is great, even though it's not technically a combat trick, but um, I think they, they might be remiss if they didn't have some type of uh, infect strategy mm-hmm. in the draft. Yep. Um, sneak attack. Sneak attack? Good choice. Yep. Yeah, I think sneak and, attack is a pretty high likelihood. Yeah, and I, I think that sneak attack is, is going to be there because I think there's going to be some kind of combo deck in the, in the limited format. Um mm-hmm. And finally, uh, let's go with Armageddon. Ooh, that's a good choice. Yeah, Armageddon. I think it was uh, in Vintage Masters, so I can totally see them doing it. It's a cube favorite, uh, too. And it's it's just an old-school card, right? Like, right. Destroy yeah. all lands. Uh, plus, that, that'd be fun. And it may be, like, at Mythic Rare, so it doesn't completely fuck your mm-hmm. your limited format. Um, yeah, so those are my four. Uh, Chain Lightning, Days, Berserk, Sneak Attack, and Armageddon. Yeah, I think five. those... I think those are all days in there just because I'm hoping and praying that's going to be in the set. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that they those are all good for um, for a limited format. Yeah. So, so with my five picks, I actually had uh, a somewhat draft format in mind too. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Cloud Post, I can totally see them doing Cloud Post as like the the Urzatron uh, type uh, deck in the draft format. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, just draft a bunch of Cloud Post because. Vintage, Legacy, and Cube are some of the most artifact-centric sets. Like, yeah. way more than Standard and, and uh, pretty much uh, more than Modern, with the exception of Affinity. So I can totally see them doing, like, a big artifact-type ramp deck. Because uh, basically anyone who has made a Cube has, like, artifact ramp as a strategy. Um, so I can see it with uh, them just, like, having a bunch of, like... Like worm coil engine, like maybe some of like the Eldrazi that we haven't seen a reprint in a while, like Kozlek or anything like that. Uh, like maybe even like Karn as a planeswalker. Uh, but I just see them kind of doing a big colorless or like a big ramp deck and Cloud Post sure. kind of being the engine behind it. Uh, which is why I also picked Blightsteel Colossus. Um, cause Blightsteel hasn't been printed in a while, and it's just one of those cards that go really well with, like, if they have, if they reprint Sneak Attack, if they reprint Show and Tell, if they reprint Tinker, it's just, it's a, it's a combo piece that fits with almost every way to cheat, uh, creatures into play. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not Emrakul, it's not Grizzlebrand, so it doesn't see that much play in competitive Legacy. Yeah. Uh, but if you play, like, Cubes or EDH, you'll see a fair amount of Blightsteel Colossuses. So I think that's, like, a safe thing. Like, they don't want to just reprint Grizzlebrand and Emrakul and call it a day. Um, so I can see them do, uh, going a step below to take uh, take Blightsteel Colossus. Um, Animate Dead kind of goes into that as well. Like, I think they're just going to have a big creature-type theme, and Animate Dead is just going to be another way to cheat creatures in for free. Uh, Lingering Souls, just because Lingering Souls is just such a solid uncommon, uh, and Vintage Masters had a really good token theme deck in it. And I think, uh, you know, they might bring that back for a second round. Uh, just doing, like, a token theme deck for, like, white and black. 
Uh, and then Miri's guy, I'll just because, you know, shout out to Curtis. You know, maybe they'll have Enchantress. <laughs> uh, you got, uh, what do you think, Pat? Are they not going to reprint? All right, so I got a chance while you were talking to kind of scan through. Um, I think number one, and this is, this is, uh, I don't think they'll have Brainstorm in there. And I'll tell you why. Boom! Dropping bombs! I'll, I'll tell you why, because my second choice that they won't have is Scalding Tarn. Okay. I don't think they're going to put Brainstorm in there without having a Fetchlands um, oh, cycle totally in would. there. They, that, so? that, that's the way, Rich, as the people say, that's the way Richard Garfield wanted us to play Magic. That's the way the designer Brainstorm wanted you to play Brainstorm. <laughs> like, Brainstorm was never meant to be paired with Fetchlands. Like, Brainstorm yeah. was like an okay card until Onslaught, and then it became just the best thing you could do. It is so. It's fair. It's ancestral recall. Right? Yeah, it's. It, I would actually go so far as to say that brainstorm plus fetchland is the best combo in Magic. I mean, there's a lot of decks that run it. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot of decks in the most powerful format run that combination. It's, so it's restricted true. in vintage. It's it's the best combo in Magic. Brainstorm mm-hmm. plus fetchland. It's better than any other combo you could do. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. So there's a chance maybe maybe that's a bad pick, but I think if they reprint brainstorm or if they pick reprint lightning bolt, which I don't know if is on this on this list or not. Um, what I do hope, and you know, there they'd be really cool if this lined up, was that they they um. Uh, commissioned Christopher Rush, like a new Christopher Rush art for each card. Yeah, I mean, like, like they commissioned Christopher Rush from the grave. No, like, <laughs> like, like yes. this 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 has been done for for this has been done for like a year now. Right, right? this set's been over. Oh, if this was like a, a big secret, like the last thing Christopher Rush did for them. How cool would that be? Right? That would be amazing. That's like a hallmark moment right there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there's a I, what would you know what would be fucking cool is if the first preview that came out was. Hey, here's like a Christopher Rush art in the in Eternal Masters. Like, <coughs> here's here's something that a guy that's meant so much to the game has made so many iconic cards for us. Like, here's his last work for Magic the, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, um, I think that'd be really fucking cool. So, yeah, um, that's you know that's one of the reasons why Brainstorm I don't think will be in there, but who knows? Um, I also think Counterbalance won't be in there because I think that's probably got a target on its back. And wizards, and I'm hoping that wizards knows that and isn't putting it. Yeah, it's like isn't ban- putting it in the set. Ban restricted list. Counterbalance is banned. Counterbalance well, is in the new set. <laughs> wasn't there? Didn't they? Didn't that happen recently? Yeah, where, that, that's happened before. Right, like like uh, Splinter Twin was in Modern Masters 2015 and then it got banned. Like, yeah, there's a. Uh, I think there's another card in Modern Masters 2015 that's banned. Yeah, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, Scalding Tarn, you know that that onslaught fetch fetch lands. I don't think those will. Oh, sorry, not the onslaught fetches, the uh, Zendikar fetches. Um, I don't. Th- oh wait, yeah, those are the Zendikar fetches, right? Yeah, what uh, Scalding yeah. Tarn? Yeah, Scalding Tarn. Yeah, all those. I don't think that cycle will be in the set. Um, if it is, great, but I, I don't think that will be in the set. Um, I also don't think Abrupt Decay will be in the set because it's been reprinted to death, and I don't think that you want uh, three mana. Uh, uncounterable removal in a limited set that doesn't sound very fun to me, especially one that's that's two different colored mana. Um, and the final one is uh, Stifle. I don't think Stifle will be in the set either. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did just get a. Uh, oh, I just remembered the other card that was just was uh, Vanazaya Vugan. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't Modern Masters. It wasn't Modern Masters. I mean, that was yeah. kind of a little bit afterwards. Like the Splitter Twin was definitely more egregious, but. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it is. You know what? I mean, I think that mo- you know, modern 
we don't have to get into this, but modern not being a pro tour is a good thing. Yeah. And it will lead to less bans, so people, everyone can stop complaining about it. So what do you think won't be in uh, the set, Jerry, in EMA? Um, so yeah, I also don't think Scalding Tarn is going to be in there. I don't think uh, Zen Fetch is on. I don't think Onslaught's going to be in there because we just had him in cons, and I don't think yeah. they're, uh, Zen is because they're going to want to save that for uh, a, standard set. a standard set just because it sells packs. You know, uh, you, you know, Sorry, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off. But I think I think that if they reprint those fetches, they're going to be in Modern Masters, and I'll tell you why. They didn't like ha- what ended up happening with fetches in Standard. Yeah, um, it made I think it it's, made Standard very it, awkward. It's it true, it... but it also sells packs, and oh, I think you're right. if, no, you're right. if, you're if right. Wizards has a has a down quarter, <laughs> like cram it in, yeah, <laughs> pump that out the door. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're like some some set like they when they preview it, it has like an, a weird like number of cards that you've never seen before. It's just five extras for the five <laughs> fetch lands they jammed into it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that that's possible. It just I think you know in standard like unless they make standard where you don't have any fetchable dual lands like they like yeah that was kind of a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, it's like every deck's playing like four color good stuff at some point. Like I I love listening to standard players complain about games being taken up with people shuffling, (laughs) which is insane to me because like no one shuffles more than than legacy players, right? Oh yeah, like I've never noticed it as a problem. No, (laughs) like I mean maybe maybe legacy fetches less. In general, you mean, you mean maybe we're better at it? <laughs> well, that, that, I think legacy players in general are better at magic than standard players. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's an argument at all. Yeah. Like um, that. <laughs> I so, mean, just because also just average legacy player has been playing a lot longer than the average standard oh, player. For sure, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so Tarn, just because I mean I feel like we could have an entire episode on the reasons behind it, but basically. I mean, you know, people, if you're upset by that, like, you don't want them that bad in being Eternal Masters. You don't want the Fetchland reprint to be in a highly limited set that's hard to get a hold of. Like, that's not going to help prices at all uh, for for modern fetches, and I think it would just drive up the price of Eternal Masters. So I would actually be kind of annoyed if Zendikar uh, fetches were in it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a chase set to begin with. You don't need to make it more chase. Exactly. People are going to open the shit out of it. It's going to sell out. It's going to be outrageous. The price is going to be outrageous. Don't make it worse for the players. Yep. Exactly. Um, so next is I don't think Thoughtseize is going to be reprinted. Uh, we just got it in Theros. Um, Wizards didn't really like it that much. I mean, because it was, I mean, that bit being standard, actually, you know, I'll disregard. That's not really an argument at all. But still, I just, it's it's been too recent. I don't think they're going to put Thoughtseize in another set this soon. Yeah. Um, I don't think Snapcaster Mage is going to be in it. I think he is being saved for Modern Masters, uh, you know, 2017 or whatever the next yeah. Modern Masters is in. I think he's going to be like the the chase card of the next Modern Masters. Or even in like the next Zendikar, uh, the next um, uh, Innistrad set that comes out, uh, Eldritch Moon. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a Zendikar card. I mean, a um, fuck, it's a, an Innistrad card, so. If they do, I hope they print it at rare. <laughs> I hope they print it at rare, and I hope they have. I have I have my playset of Snapcaster Mage, but it's just like I don't want to see what that does to, to like how that fucks up financing. If I have I have three of them, I don't think I'll buy any more at this point. But yeah, I have three. I was considering selling them, but you kept talking me out of selling my cards. <laughs> Stop selling your cards. <laughs> it just I'm just I was just doing it to pick up stuff for for Magic Online. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I, I, so funny story is I like I text Jerry like late at night. I'm like Jerry, 
I need some magic online money. I have all these cards sitting around. Should I start selling them? You're just like, you know, you can just light your money on fire instead, right? Yeah. You are losing so much money putting decks together and selling them before you even play like, them. Yeah, you don't even play them. That's what my like blows my. It'd be one thing if you like put it together, played it in a vitamin, like, eh, I don't actually like that. I'm like, that's not smart, but I can at least understand that. This is like you put them together, and you're like, all right, time to sell them for less than I bought them for a month ago. Like, it's, you know what, I'm like I'm like the uh, the old lady stuck at home like shopping off the home. You're like shop- some you're like some of my clients. Like it's amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> I just sit there like, what are you doing? <laughs> so uh, so you talked me out of uh, you talked me out of it. So I haven't sold anything else. I only need like I said, I only need the place out of those three cards. So uh, oh god, I just hope Days is the set man because if it's not, I'm gonna be kicking myself. I'm gonna be kicking uh. myself. But, uh, all right, so did you have your five? Uh, your I got five? two more. Uh, okay, two more real quick. Liliana the Veil, same reason as Snapcaster. I think Liliana Snapcaster are going to be like the Tarmogoyf Vendillion Click or the Tarmogoyf uh, El- uh, Emrakul. Like, they're going to be the two poster childs of the next Modern Masters set. Uh, and I don't think they're going to do Blood Moon. Um, that one I was kind of the most iffy on because I'm I'm on the fence. Like it was in Modern Masters one, so it's been reprinted, but not too recently, and its price is creeping back up there. But I just I think they they uh, aren't gonna put it in there. If they're focusing on it being a good limited set, if that's a shitty card to pull. Like if your rare or or mythic rare is Blood Moon, when you open up your pack, you're gonna be pissed. I mean, if it's an expensive card, I'm not going to be pissed, but I see what you're saying. Like, it's, well, it's not really playable. If we, if we take away, like, the whole point of the rares and mythics are that they're supposed to be really good and limited. That's yeah, unless it's like, why. unless it's like a non-basic lamb theme set. Like, they reprint, like, the, the cycle. Cause one thing I do see them as a possibility is them printing the cycle of manlands from original Zendikar. There has to be some kind of mana fixing in the set. Yeah, right? like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like creeping tar pit, um, Celestial Colonnade, Raging Ravine, like it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the mana fixing. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Uh, now I'm kind of regretting that Blood Moon as my suggestion because I'm like, oh, if they do that plus the Cloud Post, like that actually would be a pretty like legitimate reason to include Blood Moon. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, you could you could really play like the game here and choose like like the lowest of the low cards to get reprinted. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, Circuit Protection Red is five. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I think you're better off choosing cards that you think are going to be staples. Like, I think Chain Lightning is a is a safe bet. I think Sneak Attack is a safe bet. I think Armageddon is a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this set is going to be, is, this set should be built for legacy and vintage players, so, and they should be built for a good, um, like a really good limited set, so I'm excited for it, man. I'm definitely going to draft the hell out of it. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll come back to this, I guess, when when it comes out, and uh, we'll tally up the scores and see who wins. And I mean, we got to make some put some kind of bet, right? Like maybe maybe we like uh, I don't know. What do you want to do for a prize? Ooh. Uh, did, well, did you write down your picks? My yeah, I have them in front of me. Okay, cool. Mine are mine are posted for the posterity of the internet to see on the MTG Celebration oh, nice. page. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, we'll figure something out off cast. I, I gotta. I might have to change my brainstorm pick though because you kind of, kind of changed. Yeah, oh no no no! It's locked in. It's locked in stone now, boy. All right, you know what? Fine, fuck it. <laughs> how about how about this? Uh, we, uh, loser buys winner into a Eternal Masters draft at the GP. Fair. That That's sound good. 
That sounds great to me. Okay, cool. Although, yeah, it'll it'll be yeah, it'll be done by then. So that that's that sounds great to me. Yeah. Sweet. Um. So, anything? Was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? Uh not really. Oh, I got a new job. I'm actually employed now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, anything happening on your first day? Nope. <laughs> How about your second day? Nope. <laughs> I don't, there's, all my licenses are still transferring over, and I don't have access to, like, any of the, the computers and, you know, trade floor or anything like that, so I'm just basically twiddling my thumbs while things happen. <laughs> Guess that's probably it, man. I don't think we have much else to talk about today. Was there any, did we get any good questions on the Facebook page? I don't even think we put anything out this week, so. No. All right. All right, well, let's. You want to go into uh, some scoops? Yeah, uh, actually, we have a we have a pretty good uh, scoop. Uh, shout out, scoop in to Jason Sue. I, I hope that's the way. If I mispronounce Shoe, Shoe, I believe I, I think it's Shoe. Usually, H- HSU is HSU. Shoe. Yep. So James James Shoe. Yep, James uh, Shoe. Uh, yeah, he hit us up today. He actually just wrote a new book, and he sent us some copies, so I'm excited to read that. I actually, I downloaded the PDF of it, too, uh, nice. so I started reading that a bit before the cast, but uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. So. Yeah, I'm very excited to read it, and uh, you know, if it's if we can recommend it, I'd, we'd love to bring him on and have him talk a little bit about his journey as a legacy player and as a competitive legacy player, which I think is an interesting take on it because competitive and legacy are, don't always go together. I think you have to really go out of your way to be a competitive competitive legacy player. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he has written. Uh, it's I've seen it recommended by a lot of uh, uh, like, well, Louis Scott like, Vargas, uh, Jarvis yep. U. So. Yeah, it uh, seems pretty cool. I read basically the intro to it right before the uh, the cast, before I ran oh, out nice. of time. Uh, and it was, it was nice. pretty good so far. But yeah, it is called, uh, it's on Amazon too, Magic the Addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's basically just about his 20-year journey through like being introduced to magic, getting really involved, and almost like getting obsessed from what it seems like, and then like kind of his journey back. It's a, it's an easy game to get like over your head in, right? It's yeah. Like- it, I uh, I think the argument argument can be made that as it stands now, like if you cut off everything else, Magic is probably one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's I think it's certainly I think we uh, we can agree uh, to that, seeing as how we commit you know several hours of our week <laughs> producing content. Like, <laughs> we may be biased, but. <laughs> I really do think it's just one of the. I think yeah. it's one of the reasons why I came back to the game after having zero interest in it for years and years and years, like completely forgotten about it, right. and then coming back to it and being like, "Yeah, this is amazing! I can't believe, you know how how much I've missed." And and I don't know, like I, like I said, I came, I was a complete kitchen table player before, and then coming back and then just like I was grinding like standard tournaments and mm-hmm. like winning F and M's, and then you know just. And then once when I couldn't do that because of time restrictions, I just found another way to enjoy the game and to engage in the game, and I think that just speaks to the, the strength of the game. So I'm um, very excited to read the book. Um, it looks like it's really cool, so I'm going to take a look at it when it comes in the mail. Hell yeah. I know. Uh, you guys actually have to go to events so I can get my copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll, you, for your bookmark, you can use a scrubland. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, for our listeners, Pat has been holding a scrubland of mine hostage. <laughs> yeah, for like a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, a month and a half. <laughs> it's like I haven't really found the need to sleeve up all four all four scrublands. <laughs> I mean, I could mail it to you if you wanted to. Uh, it's I, like I, I don't actually need the scrublands. <laughs> Not playing dead guy ale. 
All right, so who else have for scoops? You got James in. Um. Yep. Cool. Um, uh, <laughs> go ahead. All you, all right. man. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Um. Uh, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't prepared. I'm going to scoop an Adrian since he couldn't make it again. Um, all he does now for us is post a cast to MTG cast, man. we got to get him back on. <laughs> like, arranging a special oh, guest. Oh, man, I had, I had the uh, the torches at the gates today because uh, the, the cast came out late. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> People were messing me like, what? yo, where's my fix, man? <laughs> I messaged him because uh, usually if I if – I, I'll update my phone, my uh, all my podcasts Sunday night before I go to bed, and usually the Legacy Cast will be on there. Yeah. And um, when I sent it out, uh, I went to update it. It didn't come up, and halfway through Monday, it didn't come up. And I, so I emailed Adrian. I'm like, "Hey man, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, it's Monday, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to put that up tomorrow morning <laughs> when I get home from work, whatever." So, so it got up a little late, but it's up, so that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's also, it's easy to lose track of days when you're we're working in uh, sweatshop conditions by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's take, like it, take it easy on him. <laughs> living trees by day, like yeah. machining machining shit by night. So he's got a rough life. He's got a yeah, rough life. But, so. Uh, so scoop in Adrian. Uh, that's all I'm going to scoop in for today. But uh, uh, Jerry, before we get out of here, um, tell everyone where they can find you, how they can get a hold of you. Yep, uh, hit me up on Twitter, people. It's uh, at J M E E the number three R D. Uh, the third uh, hit me up there and then also you know join the Facebook group uh, I interact with people on the group all the time yeah that's the best um, you can find me at Pat Uglo uh, you can find Adrian at Math of a Trickster and you can email the cast leavingalegacymtg at gmail.com um, also you should be able to find us up on iTunes now uh, we have an official iTunes feed just for this podcast if you want to hear just us and you know not subscribe to all the casts that are on MTG cast that's understandable um, you can find us on there. Uh, leave us a review and some stars. Uh, it's actually a really great way to get our cast on, you know, the, like the What's Hot new page. Uh, it's a really great way to get us exposure. That would be much appreciated. Um, other than that, if that's it, Jerry, uh, I guess it's us uh, getting out of here. Hell yeah. See you, man. All right. Oh, also, play us out with something sweet. There you go. <laughs> Like now the shit's about to kick off this party looks wet Let's take it back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch I'm about to bloody just back up, everybody get back That's why my pin needs to pass, cause my rhyme's on the red tag It's like I did with addiction, I'm about to bring it Like a magician, critics, I turn to bring it Got them still on the fence, whether to bring it But quick to get impaled when I tell them bring I'm sick from looking pale, oh that's my bring About to go home, now bitch, shout out to bring Let's bring it back to that vintage slim Khakis pressed, Nike shoes, crispy and fresh lace, so I guess it ain't That after shave of cologne, it made him just faint Plus I showed up with a coat, fresher and wet paint So this love is a chess game, checkmate But girl, your body's banging, jump me in, bang, bang, bang Yes, sir, we bop, I was thinking the same thing So come get on this kid's rock, bop with the bop, dang, dang Pow, 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 p
course I know that I don't know. Question is, are you both so smart enough to feel stupid? Hope so. Now hold your shoes off. Let's Love is hard for this cough syrup and styrofoam All I know is I fell asleep Then woke up in that funny Carlo With the ugly Kardashian, Lamar Oh, sorry, yo, we done both set the bar low Far as hard drugs are, though, that's the past But I done get enough code and not future in it tomorrow Then go, I ain't got no money to borrow But I am trying to find a way to get you alone Oh, no, oh Marshall Mathers, get out of your body now Get the bar so blathered can't go, sing, call, heart, this call goes Girl, you're fixing to get your heart broke Don't be absurd, man, you bird brain baby I ain't called anybody baby since bird, man Unless you're a swallow <laughs> Word, Rick, word, man, you heard But don't be discouraged, girl, this is your time Unless you got told you Take your shoes off, let your head out And take your shirt all night long Pull your beard out, just read out And take your shirt all night long We're gonna rock this house until we knock it down So turn the volume out, it's been to the end Until we knock it down, so turn the volume loud Cause it's been to the haters Break the pace of like crazy And let yourself go, let yourself go I say fuck it, before we kick the bucket Why is for shorts and not go, go, go.